Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. You really need to add these four groups to your network. Reach out to them, see what they can do for you and your program. And now, don't hit that fast forward button. Stick with us for three minutes and take a listen to our sponsorship shout outs. These are all great products that you should have at your school. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com and they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online for all your events, athletics, uh, concerts, school plays, even graduation. But the best part, Hometown's going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager. It's going to give you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com today and get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. Mention you heard it on the podcast and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was terrific. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And all of our coaches love the tools that Huddle provides for the school, for the coaches, and for the student-athletes. It's a professional-grade solution for the challenges, challenges that we face. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Check them all out, including their fundraising platform, SnapRaise. We used it at our school with tremendous success, and so can you. They even have a program where you get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Nobody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and check them out today. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that is going to highlight your students' um, achievements in athletics, academics, and the arts. Uh, but it's so much more than that. It's also going to allow you to tell more compelling stories to connect with your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And then when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. Bring your school's legacy to life. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. 
We also want to say thanks to our brand new partner, District One. That's District with W-O-N on the uh, back end, District One. District One is going to provide you with a lot of services, but uh, one thing is a better uniform experience. Okay? You're going to feel like you won at District One because they offer fully custom premium uniforms. You also have one at a time replacements, so there's no need to ever replace a full set of uniforms just because you're looking for one or two. They also have on-time delivery in 20 business days or less. Stop dealing with late deliveries and go to districtone.com. That's W-O-N on the back end. Click the team gear button for your free quote, districtone.com. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data about your program that allows you to take it to the next level. Athletic directors typically only hear about the complaints, you know, that squeaky wheel parent, or maybe it's a frustrated student athlete, and we need to hear from them. But you also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support your program, and that's where athletic surveys comes in. They're going to create a custom survey for your school that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with that frustrated parent, uh, your school board, or your principal. So go to athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to the great state of West Virginia today, and we're going to be visiting with Charles Kraft. Charles is the athletic director. He's also a teacher at Clay Battelle High School, and that's in Maidsville, West Virginia. Uh, Charles and I connected and uh, thought he'd be a good guest for our listeners. So, Charles, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be on. Well, I know it's a busy time for ADs for our listeners. We're recording this on May 8th, so it's going to be very timely when you're listening to it. Uh, Charles, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, uh, where you grew up, went to college. Uh, maybe take us up through those college years, then we'll take our first break and come back and hear more about your early career. But what's the Charles Craft origin story? Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in Lewis County, West Virginia, about an hour south of where I'm at right now. Graduated from Lewis County High School in 2011. Um, from there, I started out at WVU um, as a student equipment manager, but quickly realized that uh, big college was not for me. Um, there were some issues academically as well, and I'll be the first to admit it, wasn't, wasn't a great fit for me. Um, so I took some time off, then went to Fairmont State, uh, got an associate's degree, then I decided online was the best way to go for me. So I took my talents to Arizona State University and got my uh, bachelor's degree in history and political science. From there, I went to Mississippi State to get my uh, master's degree in education. And then last April, I just finished up my educational leadership um, for principal and superintendent. Oh, wow. Uh, so do you see yourself following that path uh, at, at some point, uh, you know, stepping away from athletic administration? <laughs> Excuse me. At this moment, I don't see that being the case. <clears throat> there are a lot of schools in the area that do have um, vice principals with their athletic director. So that could be a step down the road right now. I'm honestly thrilled to be where I'm at. I, you know, it's a small school. We're six through 12 and we've got about 370 kids. I get to know these kids on a personal basis and I get to see them all the way from the time they enter all the way to they leave as a graduating senior. And I love that. 
Yeah, much of my career was also at, at small schools. I think that's where uh, my niche was. Uh, but uh, let's talk about you. Um, what was it like, you know, growing up? Uh, you know, I've been to West Virginia a, a number of times, uh, visited some schools. Uh, you know, what was that environment like? Was it small town? I'm sure it wasn't too big city. Uh, but what was that like going to high school back then? Yeah, uh, my high school was at the time we were AAA, which is the highest level you can go. And I think my graduating class had 180 kids in it, I believe. Um, and I always thought I'd end up in a place like that and that kind of a size. But um, I met my wife from, who's from this area. I moved up here and I've never left. I've, I've fell in love with it. I love that small town feel. I love the fact that, you know, I can get to know everybody. I get to know their parents. Um, that's what makes it good for me. But, you know, I wanted that same sense of community that I grew up in. You know, yes, I was a, a bigger high school, but we still had that sense of community, that sense of belonging. And I, I wanted to have that wherever I went in my career. And I found that here. And I'm very fortunate on that. Oh, yeah, really. Uh, that city environment, uh, you know, really makes a, a, a big difference. You mentioned that you started out at uh, West Virginia and you were in the, um, you know, uh, student manager, um, you know, any, we hear a lot of stories uh, about athletic directors who, you know, they were managers, they worked in facilities, you know, they were in game day ops, things like that, that helped them later on down the road. Uh, any experiences from that time of your life that stick out for you as, you know, helping you now as an athletic director? Charles, you mentioned that you started uh, your college career uh, at West Virginia and you were a, a student manager. We hear a lot of stories about ADs that, you know, worked as managers or staff people or game day ops and that it, it really helped them later on when they became an AD. Any experiences from your time at uh, West Virginia that stick out for you now? Yeah, the part that really has been sticking out to me is, is all about procuring uniforms or, or making sure we're ordering supplies when we need them. You know, that was a big part of what I was a part of, um, was making sure we had things ready for game days, you know, getting things set up. That's been the part for me that's throughout the years has really helped me out more. Um, you know, there's a way that at WVU, when it was game day, we had things set out correctly for uniforms. We had to have things prepared. And I've translated that. I was an assistant coach before I stepped into the AD role with football. I've taken a lot of that stuff that I've learned there, and I've just moved it into football. And now as an AD, I can move it to other sports. You know how we get how we have things set up before students get to the game how we have our, our stuff ready for ticket takers i learned a lot of that just from being a student equipment manager at wvu um it was just it was little things you know i didn't get to see how you know the, the staff got seventy thousand people into milan pushcar stadium i didn't get to see all of that stuff but it was the little intricacy things all right how are how are the sidelines ready for a game what what gear do we have ready to go it was things like that that i can go hey coaches do you have this ready to go do we have this are we ready for that scenario that has helped me be a better AD is my first year. It's just little things like that, that I've been able to take and, and really expand on it. Yeah, absolutely. All those little things that go into making a great game day experience. You know, I think, you know, parents, they walk into a gym or a field and, and they just go, well, this is really cool. It just happens by magic. You know, they don't realize all the steps that go through to, to make a, a quality uh, high school experience happen. So very cool stuff. For listeners, our guest today is Charles Kraft. He's the athletic director at Clay Battelle High School, and that's in Maidsville, West Virginia. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast.
We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They are going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online, not just for athletic events, but for things like school dances, school plays, concerts, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started today. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. Okay. You know, Jake, you know, it's funny we just talked about Gipper. I actually use Gipper at our school and I love it. You know, I've been able to do a lot more social media engagement, create really good graphics. And next year, our yearbook students, they're going to be the ones taking over from me and they're going to be the ones taking care of a lot of our, our social media. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And that's such a great idea to get the students involved. Obviously, you'll have some oversight and the yearbook advisor will too, but it takes one more thing off your plate. And, you know, the the social media, the branding, the marketing, it's just so critical because that's where the students are these days. You know, we got to reach out to them. So thanks so much for sharing that. Um, let's uh, jump back to yeah. you again for our listeners. We're visiting with Charles Kraft, uh, athletic director at Clay Battelle High School in West Virginia. Charles, you kind of took us up through your um, uh, college days and, and, and uh, your master's degree, your uh, superintendent principal credentialing. Talk about that early career. You know, I know you're, I think you're just wrapping up year one as an athletic director, but uh, what were some of those early jobs that led to your current one at Clay Battelle? So this is year five total as a teacher. Um, the first two years I started out as, I'm sorry, the first year I was a long-term sub for a science job, uh, just to get my foot in the door. Then a full-time job came open in special ed, was in there for two years. Uh, last year, I taught World Studies and West Virginia History, which was, I, I loved that job. That was what I went to school for. That was my passion. But then the opportunity to become athletic director came open. Um, and I, I had a vision of where I could take things before. And I, when the opportunity came open, I couldn't say no to it. Um, talked to my wife about it. And we felt that it'd be, this was a great spot to start. Um, but, you know, all of those jobs I had before were kind of just, they led me into where I was at. I was able to stay in the same school building. I got to know the staff. I got to know the kids. So when this came open, couldn't say no to it. Um. We hear a lot about, uh, and, and certainly it was my path too. Um, you know, being a substitute teacher that that led to uh, a, a full time job. Any um, interactions that you had during that time, you know, maybe with other teachers or the principal, where you know you can look back and say, "Hey, that was when I sold myself uh, on this school." Uh, anything come to mind? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. No. Um when I actually met a guy here who ended up being in my wedding, became one of my best friends here, I'm, I'm a very shy person usually to start off with, but him and a couple of the other teachers, they brought me out of my shell. Um, we would have lunch together every day. And it was, it, once again, it was just that sense of, Hey, you're, you're the new guy, but we're not going to treat you like the new guy. We're going to try to welcome you in. Um, 
and there were other opportunities too that when I said, hey, I want to try this with my students and get them out of the classroom a little bit, principal was like, let's do it. He said, we've not done that in a while. I'm, I'm all on board. It was little things like that that just made me feel more comfortable and realize that this was where I wanted to be. This was, I didn't want to leave. You know, when I didn't know when I was going to come back, you know, I didn't have that job yet. I bawled like a baby when I had, when they said, you know, it's time, you're, you're done. Your long-term sub's over. It's time to move on. I didn't want to leave the building. I wanted to come back. Um, but luckily I was able to, but it was just that, that unknowing moment of, at first that I may not come back that really got me. Yeah, I, it's fun to look back at those moments and just see how uh, they they impacted that future path. Uh, you know, kind of Robert Frost, the the road not taken. You know, yep. that was tough. Um, since you've become an athletic director, um, what are some things that um, maybe surprised you about the job? What are some things that? And again, you never, none of us ever feel um, you know like you know we got it. We can just put it on cruise control. But you know, what are some things that you felt really good right from the beginning could you say that again i'm sorry the the internet's cracking out on me i'm so sorry oh no worries okay um this is you know you're wrapping up your first year as an athletic director um so looking back on this year what are some things that maybe surprised you about the job uh and what are some things that you know maybe you feel you really done well and of course we're always going to try to get better but you know what are some things you, you feel you've hit out of the park you know the big things that i think that has transformed our department a lot is definitely that social media presence you know before i came on board we didn't have facebook we didn't have twitter we didn't have instagram we didn't have anything to connect with people um so when games got canceled it was just word of mouth you know we may have had people show up for a softball game but guess what there was no game that night um, you know, it's also been promoting our student athletes a lot. You know, whenever we, we, this fall, we did a new uniform for football. The national guard came in, they, they let us use uh, camouflage jerseys. We got a new, um, American flag decal for our football helmets. And we got people excited about that game before it even took place because of the promotions we could use with Gipper and other partners that we have. Um, one of the things that's kind of been challenging, I'm sure a lot of ADs out there have this issue is scheduling. You know, if you're having a really good football season, people may not want to play you the next year because you made the state playoffs. You know, our boys basketball team, we made the, the semifinals in the boys basketball tournament. It was hard for me to find some games that way because people don't want to necessarily play you because you were a good, a good competitor that past year. So on that end, that's been a little bit more of a surprise that scheduling is, is kind of more difficult than I imagined. Um, not to make it sound like I was naive, but I figured I should pick up the phone and go, hey, let's play a softball game. Let's play this. Let's do that. And it's not been that easy for me. Yeah, the, uh, scheduling is just a minefield. There's so many things going on that are, you know, truly out of your control. The weather, you know, the other yep. school, the other team, you know, transportation, you know, bus breaks down. Yeah, uh, scheduling is one of those things that uh, you can have your system, but you, you've never got it, uh, you know, locked in. Uh, you're never 100% sure until that game comes off and, you know, you're it's maybe the fourth quarter and you're getting ready yep. to wrap up, okay? Um, we're going to go and take another quick break again for our listeners. Uh, our guest today is Charles. I'm sorry. Seventh grade students. And no, it's okay. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have school announcement. Um, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Charles Kraft. He's the athletic director at Clay Battelle High School in West Virginia. We'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast.
We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com right now and schedule a live web demo and check out their tables and their scoreboards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table, and you'll feel the same way. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their products today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and all of our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle sent our teams, our kids, our program, uh, to help them play at the next level. Uh, it's a professional-grade solution to the challenges that we all face as ADs. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Check out uh, all the services that they can provide and become one of the 6 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. Okay. You know, I know you just touched about on the ad there, but huddle is a great product. You know, our, our football team uses it, volleyball uses it, and boys basketball uses it. I know with basketball and volleyball, they like it because they can get that turnaround on game film breakdown and get stats really quickly. I think it's a 24-hour turnaround, but they love it. Um, so I recommend anyone that's out there looking for it, go with Huddle. It's a great option. It's a great product. Well, and again, I, I really appreciate you sharing that, Charles. Uh, um, I was really pleased that they did such a great job with the other sports. You know, of course, they built their reputation on Huddle, but or on football. But uh, you're right. They, they do a great job with the other sports as well. Uh, once again, for listeners, we're visiting today with Charles Kraft from Clay Battelle High School, and that's in Maidsville, West Virginia. Charles, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to give their mentors a shout out. None of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? I was saying, uh, Charles, we always like to let our guests give a shout out to the mentors that they've had. Uh, none of us get where to where we are on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? You know, the, one of the person that comes to mind is uh, my high school AD, Melissa Riley. Um, she was a fantastic AD. You know, before I even thought about getting into that athletic area, um, I would always talk to her about different things. You know, like, how did you how did you know to prepare for this? How did you do that? just talking to her about random things like that. And then when the opportunity came up for me to become an AD, I immediately reached out to her, reached out to the current AD at my old high school, Brian Fisher, and reached out to another individual who had been in athletics for a long, long time, Julie Radcliffe at our middle school in that area. And was like, hey, what are some good pieces of advice that you would give a first year AD? What are some things that you're, you would suggest I look into? What are some things that you would say even for my wife, what's something you could say for a wife of an athletic director that she needs to be prepared for? Um, obviously, the biggest thing was those long nights that, you know, I'm, our date nights may have to become school nights. <laughs> um, but, you know, those individuals have really helped me. You know, I could pick up the phone at any time and go, hey, hey, Brian, hey, Missy, hey, Julie, what, what, what should I do in this situation? This came up today. How would you handle it? What's the best, what's the best practice to take in this direction? And they're always going to be the ones to help me out. 
Um, I'm also very fortunate in our building that we have a former athletic director for the school in the building, David Joyce. He's one of our math teachers as well. So if there's something that I need real quick, I go, hey, Dave, what's the best way to handle this? How did, who do I need to talk to about this? Where do I need to go? And he'll be glad to help me out anytime he can. So I'm very fortunate those individuals um, to help me get to where I am today. Yeah, um, it's always great to hear the stories about uh, mentors, especially when you still have a connection with them. It's not just someone from, you know, 10 or 20 years ago that that you don't see anymore. Um, I know, again, we mentioned this a couple of times, but I think it's important. Uh, you know, you're starting your journey as an athletic administrator. Um, how have you approached your coaches, your coaching staff? I'm going to guess some of them might even be older than you, more experienced. How have you approached the mentoring role of an athletic director with your coaches? So, you know, great example of this is I worked with my football coach for about three years before I became an athletic director. Um, so we'd had a good relationship before then. Um, and he knows that if there's anything that he needs help with, you know, I'm going to drop whatever I've got. I'm going to go help him with that as well. Um, and a lot of our other coaches are the same way. They're like, hey, you know, they can, they can come to approach me with it. I'm going to do what I can. Um, now, there's sometimes where I look at them and go, hey, guys, I don't know the answer to that. You know, that's not something I've ever had to deal with or I don't have enough experience just yet to get us that answer. But give me a little bit of time and I will get you the answer to whatever question, whatever problem you have. I will get it for you. You know, I'm one of those people that if I don't know it, I'm not afraid to go ask. You know, that's, that's, that's part of my mantra. You know, don't be afraid, but make yourself vulnerable. You know, if, if you don't know the answer, be honest about it. Say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go do it. Let's go find it out. No, and, and that's a, a great way to approach, you know, those types of challenges. You know, you know, hey, none of us know everything, but, you know, having the opportunity to learn uh, and, and help your coaches, you know, that, that's what we see our role is. Charles, one of the topics that, uh, again, I, I love them all, but I, I really love this one. We get a lot of uh, young and new ADs, very much like yourself, listening to the podcast. And I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that we all take with our state association and with the NIAAA. So we've already established this is your first year as an athletic director. Where are you at right now with your uh, professional development journey? So I just, I, one of the first things I did, the advice of my principal and some other folks, I did join the West Virginia Athletic Directors Association. Um, we had our uh, uh, annual meeting in the end of March, and I did take the classes to get the RAA certification. Uh, just waiting on that. To, it, when you take it through the state or through national college, it takes a little while for those things to trickle through. Um, I'm just waiting on that to go through, and then I'm going to apply for the RAA. Um, and then my goal is eventually I'd like to become CAA certified as well. Okay. Now, um, going back to your state conference, which was a couple of months ago, were there any, uh, and this is a loaded question, uh, uh, were, was there uh, any, um, uh, let's say, uh, gifts for uh, uh, newer athletic directors at your conference? So the, everyone got the same thing. We had a really nice backpack that was provided for us. Um, and then I did find out that the state uh, athletic commission they're going to pay for the first couple of classes for RAA so that was a nice little surprise 
Yeah, I had uh, been in touch with Jamie, uh, you know, with your state association, and he had shared that with me, which I, I think is just a, a fantastic thing for any state uh, association to do, you know, help athletic directors see the value in the LTI courses. I'm, I'm hoping uh, you had a good experience with those, and that's going to be enough of a, a carrot to get you to continue to take the additional courses. Am I right? Oh, yeah, it definitely was. And the gentleman who actually taught ours, Carl Heimbeck, I emailed him after the conference, like, hey, you know, I'm a new guy. There's a lot of information you had talked about that you could share with us. Anything you would be willing to share with me, I would greatly appreciate it. And the next day, he sent me tons of files on PA announcing, uh, game day operations, just you name it. He was helping me out. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. That was one of those little things that he could have easily said, nah, it's okay. I don't want to really help you out a lot. But he said, hey, this is, this is what I, somebody did for me. I'm going to help you the same way. Well, good for you for reaching out. We say that is one of the single most important things any athletic director can do, a new or veteran AD. Reach out to other ADs, expand your network, and simply ask, you know, hey, you know, uh, have you ever dealt with this, or do you have any materials you can send? And uh, athletic directors can't wait to share their stuff. So I'm not surprised at all that he got back to you right away. Uh, but uh, continue to do that, and you know, people uh, uh, reach out to Charles. Let's go and do that right now. Uh, you know, Charles, even though you're, uh, again, uh, at the start of your journey, there's somebody out there that's just like you. They're a brand new AD and they might want to connect. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you to help build their network? So the best way, uh, it's either going to be through LinkedIn. You can find me, Charles Craft, um, or you can email me. And it's going to be a long email, but it's charles.craft at k12.wv.us. I've always got my cell phone on me with it. That's probably the best way for you to get a hold of me is either through LinkedIn or that email. Okay. And we'll give that information out again at the end. Uh, so for our listeners, our guest today is Charles Kraft. He's the athletic director at Clay Battelle High School, and that's in Maidsville, West Virginia. Let's take another break, but we're going to be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. That Snap Mobile, they're the uh, parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help any athletic director. And you can find them all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. One of their platforms is SnapRaise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school with great success. Our coaches loved it. Our parents loved it. It works. And they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anyone else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and get started today. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is actually an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's top performers in athletics, academics, and in the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame's a content program that helps you tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake and get a nice discount. Vital Signs Wall of Fame, bring your school's legacy to life. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Charles, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little. What are some things that you do at your school that you're particularly proud of? Uh, things that you could share with our listeners that would be uh, described as best practices. So one of the things that we just did this school year, um, and we're going to actually have our first class in this fall, is we just created our Athletic Hall of Fame. We were the only school in our county that did not have this. Um, and I really wanted to, to try to connect our past um, and give those individuals the recognition that they truly deserve. Um, we've had a lot of really great athletes, teams, coaches, administrators come through this building, but never got any good recognition for it when they deserved it. So... I worked with some other high schools, saw what their criteria was. We got that Hall of Fame. We just closed our nominations last Sunday. Um, so we're going to get ready to, to meet as a committee here in the next couple of weeks. And by June, we're going to have that class announced. And we're going to celebrate them the, the weekend of September 15th, I believe, which would coincide with the 10th anniversary of our, uh, our football stadium being built. Um, we had it about 10 years ago. We had great community support. They uh, put turf down. We converted over from grass into turf, brand new bleachers, brand new facility. Um, so we're going to do, try to tie that in together with that, that anniversary. Um, <clears throat> another thing that we really liked this year that was kind of new, um, we reamped, revamped, I guess is the right word, our introductions for players for basketball. Um, we got a new light show. We had lights put in. We had all of these things done. Um, we had our PA announcer do some really cool things. We had Sirius by that they play at the uh, Chicago Bulls games. Right. We really reamped our our entire program in that area. We also used it with um, we found a new music software. It's called Game Tune by Neptune. Game Time by Neptune. I'm sorry, and it's got all these songs that are preloaded that are are clean that we have licensing to. We don't have to worry about that. So our pregame, even before we get the light show. We've got the music going. We've got a really great atmosphere being built in the gymnasium. Whereas before, it was really subdued. It was quiet. You could have a conversation, I guess. But that's not what you want to do before a game. You want to get players hyped up. You want to get the fans excited. You know, we've got sound effects for football games where we can play things for third downs. We can play it for turnovers. That's what's really cool for us. Is we get to use this music program in a lot of areas. Um, we didn't get to do it this spring because of the weather and all that. But we could even do... Uh, walk-up songs for pitchers, for players, for baseball and softball. We just didn't get it done in time, so we didn't get to use it in that area. But that's been a really big plus. You know, our student athletes are coming to me all the time. Kraft, what do I got to do to get this song played? What do I got to do to get that song played? Well, I always laugh at them and go, as long as it's on the approved list and it's not something vulgar, we can play it. It doesn't always work, as we all know, with, with teenagers that want to hear their songs. It doesn't always work that way, but they still love the fact that they get to create the playlist for the game. And I've, I've really turned that over to the students. And say, hey, here's the link. You tell me what songs you want. They're being played before the game. That, that, that's been a really big part for me. Um, but the biggest piece of advice I could give to somebody at, after their first year, and it's going to sound really cliche, but it came from the show Ted Lasso, which I absolutely love. It's be a goldfish. You're going to make mistakes. If you do something wrong or you mess up, forget about it. Move on from it. Learn from it if it was a, something really big, but forget about it. It's all in the past. Be like the goldfish, forget about it after a few seconds and learn to be better with it down the road. Yeah, uh, again, Ted Lasso, I think, is a, a favorite of all uh, athletic directors and coaches. If uh, you, know, you don't have access to uh, 
you know, I guess it's Apple TV or Apple Plus now. Uh, you know, you need you need to find a way to get access to I agree. those episodes. It's great stuff. Right. And again, you, you bring up a point with the music. Um, how did, uh, you know, and again, I am much, much, much older than you. Uh, how did we survive in my era, you know, not having walk-up music and, and all, all of that, uh, you know, we still, I remember high school basketball games, our band was playing, you know, you yeah. know there was no piped in music of any kind, but uh, that's where it is today. Uh, that's what the kids want. And there's nothing wrong with that. It no. is very cool. And, and having that approved list, uh, very, uh, very critical, um, you know, you, you just, kids are kids. You just can't yep. trust them. So no. the clean version, uh, which I don't even like the clean version, uh, but is this an approved song? Oh yeah, coach it is. Uh, and no, make sure you listen to that. Okay. Great oh, yeah. advice. Okay. We're going to take another break. We're visiting with Charles Kraft from West Virginia, but we're coming back with some more. This is the educational AD podcast. We want to say thanks to a brand new sponsor, District One. I want you to go to districtone.com for a better uniform experience. Okay. That's district followed by W-O-N. And you're going to feel like you've won because District One offers you fully custom premium uniforms. You can also order one at a time replacements. So you never have to order a full set of uniforms just because you need to replace one or two. And District One gives you on-time delivery in 20 business days. Stop dealing with late deliveries and visit districtone.com. Once again, that's W-O-N on the back end. Click the team gear button for your, for your free quote, districtone.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Charles, um, one of our newer talking points, uh, I think, might be very appropriate for your situation. You know, you've been a teacher, you've been a coach, but this is your first year. You're completing your first year as an AD. What are some things that you have learned from your coaches? You know, what are some things that they might have taught you in this first year? Anything come to mind? Yeah, it's being more flexible, <laughs> you know. It's one thing as an AD, you know, you always got to be flexible. Things are going to come up. You have to cancel games. You have to be prepared. You know, you got to make an order for something you didn't anticipate ordering. It's being flexible and not and adapting to that and not getting frustrated by it. Um, you know, when I was an assistant coach, you know, I could easily get frustrated that, oh man, we got to order this again, or we got to do this. We got to do that. But as AD, if I get frustrated, I have nowhere else to complain about it. It's, it's all on me, you know? So that's been the biggest thing that I've learned from my coaches Go with the flow of things. Be flexible. Be understanding. Just you've got to make, understand that things aren't going to go perfectly every time the way you envision it's going to go. Yeah, you can have everything set up, ready to go on a game day the way it needs to be, but some variable is going to come in there and throw everything into a, throw it into a wrench. Um, we had a volleyball game this past year on a, on a Saturday. I didn't realize that same day our band who's in charge of our concession stand was going to be out of town. They had a band competition in another state and I had no one to run a concession stand. So I had to think on my feet and get that taken care of. But it's always little things like that that you, you don't know what's going to come up around the corner that you've got to be ready for. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> the unexpected, expect the unexpected. Uh, uh, and you talked about being flexible. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot again, going off script. As you look to year two as an athletic director, um, you know, and we already talked about this, you know, getting better, not being satisfied, being happy, but not being satisfied. What are some areas that you are going to challenge yourself as an AD to get better on in the next year or two? You know, the thing I, I'm really looking forward to changing is my own organization. You know, how do I want to store files in my office? How do I want to keep things sorted? Um, there's been some times where I, I look back and I go, where did, what, how did I categorize this? Where, what area did I put this letter in that I need to go back and find? It's things like that. You know, the other part that I really want to get better on is promoting our student athletes even more with social media, or with other avenues. You know, there's only been so much that I could do this year with the things like Gipper, but I feel like next year we can really recognize our student athletes for um, those that have played three seasons. You know, I want to develop an award to give to those kids. I want to be able to recognize our scholar athletes that have done a 3.5 or above. There's little things that I want to find ways to recognize our student athletes even more than just giving them their varsity letter, their varsity pin, or an all-conference award. I want to find more ways to recognize these student athletes for their hard work. And it's not just those kids. You know, in West Virginia, band kind of falls into that athletic category now, too. I want to find a way to make sure those kids know that they're supported just as much as student athletes because they're just as important to the school as, as anything else is. It's those I want to make sure that every kid that is under my programs in some way feels that they're being recognized the way they should be. Uh, and I think that's just such a great goal. And I think so many athletic directors miss the boat on that. Um, you can't put a value on what a, um, even a certificate or a t-shirt or the, as you mentioned, the athletic pins and letters mean it, it does have meaning to the kid and to the parents. Okay. Uh, also I'll throw out, uh, you know, those handwritten notes. Uh, I mm -hmm. got this idea from, uh, one of my 80 friends. I didn't invent it. It's a lot of work, but it really paid off for every single one of our student athletes that was recognized or gets recognized in the local newspaper, you know, the all county team or district team, whatever it is. You know, I would write them a congratulatory note, you know, five or six lines. You know, hey, very proud of you. Thanks for representing our school. I tried to mix it up a little bit. So if they ever compared to somebody, it wasn't just a carbon copy note, but, and then I'd mail it to them old school. And I, I can't tell you the number of times that the parents came up to me and just said, thank you so much. My daughter, my son was just, you know, so thankful. Sometimes the kids actually come up too. I know that's not the style for a kid, but little things like that, recognizing your student athletes, so very important. Okay? Charles, this has been really cool. Spending some time with you today, getting to know you just a little bit, but we're not done yet. We always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, We've said a couple of times, you know, this is you're completing your first year as an athletic director, but, uh, you know, you've got some experience under your belt. We're going to take our final break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. When we come back, we're going to find out what Charles Kraft would put into his new athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring our toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way 
for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. ADs usually only hear back from the complainers, that 2%, the squeaky wheel parent, or maybe it's a frustrated student athlete. And we need to hear back from them, but we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where athletic surveys comes in. They can create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with that squeaky wheel parent or your principal or with your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Check out all the ways that they can help you. That's athleticsurveys.com. Let's roll. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting with Charles Kraft. He's the director of athletics at Clay Battelle High School in Maidsville, West Virginia. Uh, he's just finishing his first year, but uh, right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new athletic director that doesn't have a year's experience under their belt on their very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three items in their toolbox. Charles, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? The first thing I would have to say, um, it's really not a tangible thing, but anyone that your school is in, involved with, with conference athletics, reach out to those folks. Don't be afraid to ask questions with it. Those people have been in the job. They may have been in the job like me, just finished their first year, but they have advice on what they can, on how to be better, what you need to do. Um, they can point you in the right direction. They can help you with scheduling. They can help you with, um, as we talked about in the last time with you, they help you with student recognition. There's a lot of things that these folks can help you with or to give you advice and go, hey, I was at your game last week and I saw how you did X or Y. Instead of doing it that way, how about you try doing it this way instead? It's all just searching for advice from other people. That's the biggest piece of advice I've received. And I would pass that along to anybody else. Turn back to the tennis room at this time. Um, something else I would include is a good set of shoes. Because <laughs> you're, you know, I know for me, I've done, a ton of walking. I have two different facilities that I have to keep track of. And there's a lot of walking involved. It's a lot of walking up and down bleachers, a lot of walking on turf fields, grass fields, golf courses, you name it. I've been a, on a lot of places this year and I would do it all again, but I'd love to have a different pair of shoes to be a little more comfortable. Um, I mean, you're, any AD, you're going to have to be supervising a lot of different events. You're going to have to be a lot of places. A pair of good shoes this is good to have in any toolbox. And probably the third thing, um, as I kind of talked a little bit about earlier, is that flexibility in your toolbox. You know, there may be days where you need this in the, in the toolbox, but there's days where you need that more than anything else. Um, it's that flexibility, understanding that things can change at the drop of a hat. They could change two or three times within a span of five minutes. You know, I know a lot of us are coming out of COVID, protocols have loosened. But I remember the, the previous AD, there'd be days where he'd say, hey, this is the protocol for this right now. Then he'd turn right around and go, sorry, guys, that's not how we're doing it now. We have to do it this way. You know, it's that flexibility in your toolbox that things aren't always going to go the way you want them to go. Um, all great tools. I love the shoes. I don't know if we've ever had that one. I'm going to have to check on that. But you're absolutely right. Okay. Uh, you know, all the miles, all the steps that you put in each day. Um and again, uh, being flexible, certainly one of the most important ones. Uh, let's go and do um, 
go back to your first tool, reaching out. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and connect with you, add you to their network, what's the best way they can get hold of Charles Craft? The best way, uh, there's two ways. The best would be either through LinkedIn. You can just search Charles Craft. You should be able to find me. Um, and then the second would be my email address. It is charles.craft at k12.wv.us. That'd probably be the best way to get in touch with me. And I'd be glad to help anybody out that, you know, especially first year people. I just finished my first year. I'll answer any question that I can possibly answer for you. Well, Charles, again, really appreciate you taking some time to share with our listeners today. I know it's an incredibly busy time for any AD, uh, but all the best moving forward, um, you know, with your career. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. For listeners, uh, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back uh, next time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.